Okay, so another thing that was interesting to me about the film, there's this scene where all these Teslas, these white Teslas, yes, yes. are all crashing into each other. On its own. On its own. <laughs> they were left, and they left the dealership. So there's one, one of the scenes, the car is coming towards them, and Ethan Hawke's character is like, oh, let's, let's wave them down, let's flag them down. And Julie Roberts is like, no, no, get in the car. There's nobody driving that because car. Because after that, to set that up, she got out the car and he was like, she's like, I'll go check it out. Yeah. And all these Teslas were just like, had been pinned into a, because yes. they bottlenecked and nobody could get off the island. Yeah. Remember? So <clears throat> these Teslas that were on auto drive or autopilot, mm-hmm. whatever Tesla had, do you know that 2 million Teslas were recalled yesterday or day before yesterday? Two days ago, yeah. After the yeah. What up, though? Peace and love. It is your boy, Karan Joseph Riley, and this is another episode of Nice Watch, and this is the most wonderful show on TV with my beautiful co-host, Ernestine Morrison, co-host of the Nice Watch Podcast. This is where you come and we tell you what to watch, what makes it a nice watch. Welcome back to another phenomenal episode. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And the movie we are reviewing this week. Oh, wait, before we get into this movie, can we get into Karan's outfit today? Because... Oh, here we go. Yeah, Karan said... Yeah, yeah, I'm giving y'all all all fall today. Hey, man, it's 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 that sweater season. The leather pants. It's it's fall season. The sweater. I mean, the deep V sweater. It's like, okay, we know you have chest and biceps we get it you you work out we get it we understand listen listen Ernestine you know you know the fall is where I shine in the wardrobe I come from Detroit <laughs> so I like a little coolness to you know give me some layers you know what I'm saying summertime I'm going t-shirt and shorts like everybody else <laughs> but this time of the year to get a little creative you got and, creative uh, this is a nice I, outfit thank you it's you a know, nice watch you, you, it's a nice watch and I you know and Ernestine is my like unsung <laughs> un, 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 unthought un, untalked about unwarranted <laughs> she kind of keeps me sharp so you know I'm always thinking well, this make EJ be good. So if it works for you, it works for me. So thank you, Ernestine. And man, let's just get into this this film, man. This film that man. we're about to talk about. Everybody's talking about it. And for good reason. Good reasons and questionable reasons. The week, what we watched this week is Leave the World Behind. Mm. Leave the World Behind is a nice watch. You have Julia Roberts. You have Ethan Hawke. You have Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. Ali. Like... Mahala from uh she's she's a transport from over the pond. I've seen her work on a lot of uh Come European productions. Yeah, over the pond. <laughs> um she's a really dynamic actress, I think. I've I've loved her work up to this point and she she didn't she delivered again as playing uh Mahershala's daughter. Yes, she did an amazing job. And when you work with people like Mahershala with Ethan Hawke with you have everybody has to hold their own mm-hmm. and this entire cast from the children to her all held their own. Um the acting was phenomenal. But this film, we had a Julia Roberts sighting. Julia, you know, Julia don't work like Julia that. Julia doesn't come out just pop she, out. Yeah, for she anybody. just don't pop off anybody. She but does she not pop out for, for the Obamas because why? They the, produced yes, this joint. The Obamas, Michelle and Barack Obama were executive producers on yeah. this project. Yep. Love to see their name in the credits. I'm like, come on, Barack and Michelle, let's Higher, go. Shout out to Higher Ground Productions. Yes. Yes, um, so I want to get into it. Nice watch, guys. Nice watch. Get can't, on can't, Netflix yeah. right now, tonight, this weekend. Type in Leave the World Behind on Netflix. It's a nice watch. The acting, the cinematography, the directing. What I love, what one of the things that like drew me in immediately, though, mm. was the coloring. Mm. I don't know why my mind... Well, I, th- I think it was intentional, but there was so much blue, mm-hmm. like from the big opening scene to the yeah. beach scene. There was all these blues. It was a blue shirt, a blue car, blue, blue, blue. I'm like, okay. I was almost like my conspiracy theory theorist in me came mm-hmm. out like, is this some type of programming or are, we, are they trying to tell us something with all these different shades of blue? I definitely think it was a lot of symbol symbolism in this, in this project. The blue being one of them. Um, 
the animals, the, the the wardrobe that the little girl wore with Nass on her shirt. Yeah, well, there's a scene where the the siblings, the two children, walk up to the parent, to the uh, Julia Roberts character, and the boy has on a shirt that says Obey, mm-hmm. and then his sister has on a shirt that says Nassau. When you look right at it, it says other, Obey, Obey Nassau. Nassau. Yeah. So I'm like, there is definitely some... Definitely, yeah, it's definitely, like you said, there's definitely, this is a watch that is going to age well. Like you go to bed to watch this. I, I think so. I think because I don't so. know if we're gonna be around for part two. <laughs> that way. part. That part. Don't get. Don't get me nervous. Don't get me nervous. It got me already digging holes at the house, building bunkers right so now. So for clarity, guys, this is an apocalyptic, apocalyptic. thriller. Mm. It is one of those things that makes you say, "Hmm, mm. should I be stocking up on canned goods and water right now?" That part is the world about to end. It's one of those. It's one of those. Like and when 2012 came out and everyone yeah. was like freaking out. It's one of those apocalyptic yeah, yeah. suspense thrillers. Yeah, it is. And, it, and the way they did the, the scoring and like you said, the camera movement and just the, just the shots they gave you, it kept on the edge of the seat, right? Yes. After, and after that big scene with the boat, after that we were all like, okay. First of all, let's talk about the boat. Let's tell them about the boat. We can tell them about the boat because the boat is like, the, that is the thing. That the kinda, family is yeah, sitting on the, beach, on the beach, enjoying a nice day on the beach. Mm. And there's this ship. That the little girl notices first. An oil tanker. An oil tanker. It's a big ship. And she keeps looking and she goes, the ship looks like it's getting closer. A couple minutes more pat, pass. And then she goes, the ship looks like it's getting closer. And all of a sudden the ship is almost to the shore. Yeah. The ship comes running and crashing into the so- it beaches shore. Itself. And it comes to a screech. And then it says white lion. The side of the ship says white lion. It's blue. It's a blue ship. It says white lion. So, you know, my conspiracy theory mind's like, let me look up White Lion and see mm-hmm. what that means, because that means something. And White Lion was one of the ships that brought over some of the first enslaved Africans. Yep. And I'm like, mm, that's not a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. And that's another note for people watching film and studying or just watching film. If it's on the camera, it has meaning to the story. It's intentional. There's nothing. If you're a really great filmmaker, there's nothing that's shot. That doesn't tell, that doesn't move the story. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and that, that, to your point, the white lion, and then fast forward to the next scene, maybe a couple scenes later, they were all looking at the, uh, the AM radio trying to get some information. Yes. And what was the dial? The dial said 1619. So they're mm. looking at the radio in the car. So my, like, let's rewind so we can tell them what the movie's about. So we said it's an yeah, apocalyptic yeah. thriller. It and it's basically about like the whole internet shuts down, Wi-Fi shuts down. Imagine us all in 2023 and our Wi-Fi all went down, our internet all went down. There's no GPS, there's no Instagram, there's no Facebook, there's no internet, there's no Google, there's no Gmail. Half of us are, 80% of us are done. Probably 90. Yeah, unless, mean, you, unless you grew up in the time where internet wasn't, wasn't really around. I think, we, I, think, I think I would maybe be able to pick up again because I grew up in a time where you had to know where you were going. But did you grow up in a time where you had to pluck your own chickens and kill them and feed them because no, no <laughs> feed I, no. yourself because no, I would have had to I would have had to you know get some skills on that part. But I think the technology part, I think I know how to read a map. Uh, I know. How to oh, read. I don't know how to read a map. Really? No. You do. You smart. We well, used to have a Thomas guide back in the day, but it, you you'll get it. It's smart. It's nice. But I, you might you know I think you'll be fine, but most people would. Well, the internet goes down. Yeah, it's you're completely done. shut down in this town, right? Um, so we think in the beginning. And I just thought about, like, what if the Internet just went down now in our modern day society in 2023? We're doomed. No Uber Eats. 
Did you say Uber Eats? No Uber that Eats. Is, that is classic. No GPS. Classic, classic, no Publix classic. delivery. Oh my God, that is. So oh classic. my! I have to go to the grocery store. <laughs> oh my God! I just I, I just got back from Costco a little while ago. So I mean, I, what? I, I still go to the store. I, I don't. I no, but seriously, I mean, they had no cell phone on the yeah, series. No cell phone. No Remember, cell yeah, it was phone. no cell phone. No out. No outside line. Even the phone line were down. Everything and was down. All they had was the emergency broadcasting system that came on TV that night. Um, and then they had that happen, and then that noise that kept hitting them. The noise, screeching noise, just kept hitting them. Right. And was, like, what? I'm like, I gotta see. So this is one of those films where you have to watch a couple of times, yeah. and you have to Google later, like, okay, symbolism behind this and this. So mm-hmm. when when I saw the 1619 on the on the dial, I immediately knew, like, okay, and the way the camera stayed on it for a minute, I'm like, okay, this was intentional. So then I'm on Google, like, 1619. I'm like, oh yes, that's the year yep. that the first ship hit. The U.S. Yep. Um, with enslaved yep. black people. <laughs> right. And the dynamic between Mahershala owning that house in the Hamptons with the white family staying in the house as yes. an Airbnb. And then when they got there and when Ethan Hawke agreed to finally let them stay, they ended up staying in the basement. Huh. Which is crazy. Like this is. This he's sleeping on the floor. Yeah. He's sleeping on the floor in his million dollar Hampton house that he's had for 10, 15 20 years. 20 years. He said he has 20 years. 20 years. And his daughter was just. At odds. She yeah. could not understand, like, how are we sleeping in the basement of our own house while they're up there? So, like, basically, they own this home yeah. that's being rented or Airbnb'd for a family for vacation. And because all the power is out, they decide to come back to their home and ask the guests who are paying to be there, mind you, ask the guests, can we stay here? Basically, they didn't even really ask. They told them, we're staying here. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they had every right to do that. And at the same time, it was a very smart plan to get out of the city. You know what I'm saying? If something like that happens... Getting out of the city is probably going to be the safest, safest thing you can do. Yeah. If you stay within the rural confines of a city, like yeah. the, into the city, the fast you you saw they turned against, they were almost turned against each other throughout the movie because all those Wi-Fi, internet, all those things go away. You you automatically get paranoid. You you yeah. automatically like, oh my god, like I don't trust anybody. So right? what's the first thing you would do, Karan, if our internet shut down, our phone system shut down, pretty much how we basically live in modern day society, if everything is shut down, just even for a day, what would be the first thing that you go and do? I'll probably go for a long bike ride. I'm like, shit, I ain't got nothing to do. I might go for a ride <laughs> and, and, and chill until something else comes up. I give it a day and then you know. What but I'm saying? saying if you think that it's not gonna come back, what's your first move? Oh, man, the first move I think I would say is basically make sure everybody's in the house so I can know where everybody is because you can't get in touch with anybody. So I would just yeah. make sure my family's in one location first and foremost. And from yeah. that point, I'd be like, look, guys, until the Internet's back up, we're here so we can, you know, be ready to game plan or pivot or make moves if we need to make moves. Like yeah. We don't know what's going on right now. We don't know if this is a, 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 a cyber attack. Uh, we don't know if this is internal, something that, we've done to ourselves or if it's somebody outside making an active attack on us. And I, and me personally, I don't think, you know, we, we would be pretty safe for the, for a minute. Cause I don't think nobody's coming for us <laughs> per se, but this is something that could be realistically, realistically happen. But what I thought about too is, and I would, I would love to hear from you guys in the, on who are watching blood and put in the comments, what would be your first move if you thought stuff was going down and you didn't know what the next move was going to be for the world? So what would you do to protect your home? And what I thought about immediately was like, I need to restock my deep freezer with a bunch of food. Right. That was one. Cause I'm like, if something goes down and we can't eat, like you, you got to eat to survive. So I'm like, let me get to Costco and get my, my deep freezer stocked up. It, it, that's my, that's yeah. probably going to be one of my first moves. moves. Right. Everybody's going to Costco. Everybody's going to, if yes. that happens, it's going to be a madhouse. And that's where 
you've run into the dangers really yes. of dealing with trying to survive with other humans. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is scrambling at this point now because, hey, who walks around thinking about the end of the world? Right. So just you saw what happened to the pandemic. Theorists. <laughs> so, yeah. But but those are the people already got their stuff. Yeah. You know but what I'm imagine saying? we go through another pandemic. A, we need to stock up on food. That's what I thought about. And two, I'm like more even uh, longevity wise. I'm like, I need to really learn how to grow my own food. That's so I was saying. like, I'm going to Home Depot and I'm stocking up on seeds. I'm going to get the cu cucumbers, tomatoes, potatoes. I was thinking about I was like, OK, what's the first thing I can plant that's going to last a long time and fill me up? I'm like potatoes. I need to grow potatoes because we can live off potatoes for so sweet potatoes. Sweet Man, potatoes are high can, in could, vitamins. Yeah, yeah, You can plant some sweet potatoes, some, uh, some potatoes and definitely a lot of leafy greens. And, you know, Terry and I are talking about, you know, planting all that stuff in our yard and just make sure we start fruit trees and things of that yes. nature. And also I've been putting off buying myself a bow and arrow. And oh, learn how to shoot how to a shoot. bow and arrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because That's even if good. something ever happened, even with my firearms, at some point the bullets are going to run out. Mm -hmm. um, you'll have to learn either how to make your own bullets, which they used to do back in the day. That's and wild. My brother has a bullet maker at his house. Oh, wow. Like my brother, like, I already know if this, yeah. let me go back. He's, the yeah. first thing, the Wi-Fi goes out and the world's going left, I'm getting to my brother's house. For sure. Like he's stocked up on all am, all weapons and ammunition and he knows how to shoot a bow in there already. Oh, wow. So I give my brother and his family so we can pool our resources for one. Okay, so that's good. See, and, that's, yeah. 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 And, we, and, and there's always strength in numbers. You know what I'm saying? Instead of one man that can protect us, now we have two. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, all everybody's close together, which that would be my first move. So learn how to shoot a bow and arrow. We got to learn how to, we got to grow, start growing. And, and this is what we all need to do anyway. Yeah. Because listen, man, this world is not doing us any favors. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not getting on any soapboxes or anything like that on this show, but as as Africans, he's like, home. I'm not gonna get on my soapbox, but let me get on it real quick. Yeah, let me get, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put a foot on it. Then I'm getting off of it. I got my colonoscopy yesterday. Oh, okay. All black men get your colonoscopy. All black women get your colonoscopy. Do not let what happened to our brother Chadwick happen to you, where you 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 get diagnosed and it's just not knowing what's going on inside your body. So that's my so. What is a colonoscopy? Not to get off subject. What is a colonoscopy check for? Your internals, making sure you don't have colon cancer. Okay. Um, you know, making sure you're not having any issues internally in your colon, which is where most of your, most of the diseases start diseases, okay. within your stomach and your colon area, because the food gets trapped, and you know, and that's and that's the thing that we we have to. That's the silent killer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, everything was clear. Everything was good. That's tough. Um. Thankful for that. But that's what get back on our story. We have to get into protecting ourselves because this 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 country this world is not going to protect us yeah um so making your own food uh growing your own vegetables and really just starting to cultivate your own kind of system is probably be the best self-sufficiency self and i think my husband talks about it all the time which is why we um have a homestead we our home is on 27 acres of land and we have our water source as well so we yeah. have well water so i can drink my water right from my faucet but this movie like a like a 2012 like a book of eli this movie this apocalyptic style film makes you think about how would you sustain your life how would you be self sufficient to live and eat and feed yourself right. and hydrate yourself right. if the world were to change from what we know it as now exactly. and this is what this film did. did and there's so much symbolism in the film that we could probably dissect for days but just from a pure filmmaking perspective it was a nice watch because visually it was so pleasing mm -hmm. the coloring like as you guys start watching stuff you'll start seeing how the colorist pulls out certain colors and it draws you in it makes you feel a certain way like colors depict moods mm -hmm. so there was a lot of blues 
the way that this DP and this director teamed up to get these shots, these shots were wild. Like mm-hmm. there's one shot in the open in, in the beginning of the movie where she's coming down the steps and the camera's kind of just like swoops up and then comes and then up. Turn I'm like, what kind of camera is that? It's, it, they have it on an arm, but then it has a rotation jig, and it, it does a rotation. It's basically oh, it was a beautiful shot. Yeah, yeah. and and it's like if you're, you you probably seen it on set and didn't know what it was, but it has that circle around it. Oh yeah, you, you have a you have two guys working that camera. You have a guy okay. with the remote, then you had a guy actually using. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah that shot was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, real sets. He always got one. Okay. Yeah, he yep. always got one of those jigs. They can. Oh, that's yep. a bigger budget. Bigger budget. Yeah, it's a bigger I mean, budget. That, that camera. Well, like you have a bigger budget, you can do more stuff. A day for that camera. Fifty thousand a day. A day, for that whole setup. Sheesh. Fifty thousand. Sheesh. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I wrote some notes. Okay, so another thing that was interesting to me about the film, there's this scene where all these Teslas, these white Teslas, yes, yes, are all crashing into each other on its own. On its own. <laughs> they were left, and they left the dealership. So there's. One of the scenes, the car is coming towards them, and Ethan Hawke's character is like, "Oh, let's let's wave them down, let's flag them down." And Julie Roberts is like, "No, no, get in the car. There's nobody driving that because car." Because after that, to set that up, she got out the car and he was like, "She's like, I go check it out." Yeah. And all these Teslas were just like had been pinned into a because yes. they bottlenecked and nobody could get off the island. Yeah. Remember? So <clears throat> these Teslas that were on auto drive or autopilot, yeah. whatever Tesla had. Do you know that two million Teslas were recalled yesterday or day before yesterday? Two days ago, yeah. After the yeah, I got I have a Tesla. I know it's crazy. I'm like it's crazy. Do y'all say that is for Tesla to recall just recently all these Teslas and that was just in this crazy apocalyptic film? Yep. I'm like, bro, look, I'm about to stock up on everything. Hey, it's crazy. And you know what's funny is Terminator. All these things talking about AI and all of the stuff that can happen with AI. This is all. To me now, I, I feel like they're just throwing stuff up in the air to see who believes and who doesn't believe it. Yeah. Just like in this movie here, they were basically talking about, and really the, the really the crux of this movie was the have and have nots, having information versus mm-hmm. not having information. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and Julia Hurst, Roberts said it. She says the guy with the beard, he knew he was he was stacking up at the at the grocery mm-hmm. store, and he was and he was your typical um, survivalist and doomsday person. Mm-hmm. So he was, he's always been prepared. And then you remember he was saying about the guy doing construction on the Island in his house. Yeah. And the blueprints weren't even, he wasn't even allowed out. Nobody could know what was going on. Yeah. And then you had, um, you know, you had Kevin Bacon's character basically telling him like, look, man, it's over with the whole neighbor thing. Like we, we got to be on our own. And, yeah. and it was tough for, for Mahershal to understand that. But you saw him, the, uh, the guy who's been calm the whole time, mm-hmm. <clears throat> have a moment of like, yo, this is survival now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. think that was a very powerful moment for the movie as a turning point <laughs> of saying, oh, my God, this is serious, more serious than we thought. And also what I thought was very interesting and very dope that they used that little girl to really be the observer of everything. Oh, yeah. She yeah. observed everything. She was kind of like really ahead of ahead of everybody, kind of well, like. Yeah. As well, as, her nuances of paying attention to everything out of the mouths of babes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We, 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 as an adult society, we tend to not listen to the children. Mm-hmm. Like my daughter said something to me one day and it, it was so crazy, but she's like, you know what? Y'all should listen to kids sometime. <laughs> and it's, it was crazy. Stopped but it, you in your tracks. Like, wait a minute. You know what? You're right. Because they don't have all of the, sh- all of the bull crap over their over their filters and over yeah. their eyes that we have as adults. We don't, yeah. they don't have all of the, Years and years of lies, trauma, all the stuff that's built up on them. Yes, so they're seeing things pretty purely. Yes, and honest. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like she's like, 
I saw all these deers. Like, what was up with that? They don't move like that, do you? And then, of course, the teenage boy, all he was thinking about was his phone and the, and the girl. And the girl. Right. It, it, I think the character work was amazing. It was. Again, everybody was true to their characters in a way that they represented big groups of people. Yeah. Right? Ethan Hawke's guy represented a group of people. Mahershala's guy represented a group of people. The daughter, the teenager, Julia Roberts. Yeah. Like, even the whole scene with the with the, with the the Latin American woman and Ethan Hawke. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what that scene symbolized. I know it symbolized something. I think, to me, it symbolized the, the, the unconnectedness of our society. Like, we have a huge Spanish population in this country. Do mm-hmm. you speak Spanish? Um, I can understand it conversationally. So you could you could could you understand what she was saying to him in that car? Some of it. Some of it. Like you, when you, she asked to use the phone, I knew what she was right. saying. Um <clears throat> some but you know I'm from California, so So you grew up I grew up around Latin, a lot so of Mexicans could, yeah, yeah, and Salvadorians. So you can understand. Yeah, so you so I'm conversation I can understand. Right. See, I picked up maybe two words <clears throat> out of that whole conversation just mm-hmm. from me working in restaurants in the kitchen type situation. But yeah. I wanted anybody to get no information. Like she she was giving probably was saying, a lot yeah. of information that yeah. could have helped him. We should actually go back and watch and it translate. and then translate it to see what she was saying. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, because I know there was a... There I, bet was she a gave, I bet she gave a lot of information in that translation. Sure. I bet it was like, yo, people yeah. that can understand that Spanish was like, oh my God, if, yeah. she would, if he could have understood her, he could have took that information back to his family because he got back with no information. Yeah. He, you came back with nothing. He, but he, he, there was he, no point in you yeah, leaving, sir. Right, you came back right. with nothing he beneficial. Went, yeah, went lost and got lost because no <laughs> GPS. It was just all over the place. And he came back a complete mess with no information, right? Um, but think, you know how you always say, like, watching something. When you're watching a nice watch, it makes you want to put your phone down. When I tell you I did not pick my phone up yeah. one time. during because it, it keeps you on the edge of your seat because it's so close to real life that it's like, oh, what if this happened in real life? And you want to know what's going to happen next. And you want to know what that sound is and what's happening with the internet and Man. what happened to the TV and what does this, this symbolism mean? It was one of those I'm movies. I'm front. After that boat, I was locked. Yeah. That oh, the boat, boat locked I was like, me. The oh, boat locked me. Oh, this is what we doing? Yeah. I was like, because I didn't know what, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Because they didn't give you a lot in the preview. Yeah. They talked about it. And I was like, the cast alone, I was watching. Well, the it. cast alone jogged me. I'm yeah, like, I'm Ethan like, yeah. Hawke, Julian Ro- Julia Roberts, Mahershala. Ethan Hawke. I'm in. I'm watching I don't even this care what the movie's about. Yeah, it could have been, yeah, been about candy canes and goddamn reindeer. I'd have been all in. <laughs> For sure. But it was it was brilliant. It was a brilliant film, I think. It's definitely a nice watch that you have to rewatch. You have to re- to really you, It's one of those ones you have to dissect. Yeah, that's why I said it's going to age well. It's like it's going to be one of those movies like, if the world doesn't end in the next five years, we're going to go back and be like, yo, that that did happen or such, such did happen. And I think, I think film has always been used to soften up the masses Mm -hmm. ahead of time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? All the alien movies, all the stuff that comes out, Terminator with AI. No, they they prepared us for this AI thing in the the eighties, in the nineties about what's going, what could potentially happen. I don't know if I would use the word soften. I I would definitely use the word program. I think it programs us to be prepared softening you. Because what is, I mean, programming basically makes you malleable. Well, softening, you can program a person and it makes them harder. You can program a person and makes them more anxious or more alert or more aware. Right. Or you can program a person to desensitize them and they think it's normal. So I feel like programming doesn't necessarily mean soften. I think it may be a synonym. Programming and soften? I think it, but cause, a cause you, because a you, because you can program <laughs> because you can program any way you want. Like I can program you to be harder. I can program you to be softer. I can program you to be anxious. I can yeah, program but you. You but can't, you can't program me and, 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 um, Oh, what's the word? Predict how I'm going to take it because me and you could watch the same program and it may, and it, it may program you one way and program 
me the other way because of how people receive right. information. Right. So and you I, you may get anxious by this thing that we just saw. Right. And I may see and get desensitized. So now I think it's normal. So if I see it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened in the movie. Right. You may see it and be like, oh, my God, in the movie that happened. So I have to make sure I'm prepared. So I feel like the programming I, is I think it's subjective. the mass. I think they look at the masses over like the small percentage of people that's going to actually go that way versus anxious versus like desensitized. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we've seen so many alien movies. I don't think we would totally freak out of E.T. pulled up on you right now. You'd be like, I would oh, freak snap. out if E.T. pulled up on me. I wouldn't freak out. I would because I've already assumed and really in my mind know and think, or, or I'm not arrogant enough to think that we're the only people in the whole galaxies of worlds. For and sure, all. This is just it's just arrogance. I definitely that. believe in aliens. I'm still gonna be freaked out if I see one. Nah, me, I'm personally gonna be trying to figure out what I can get. Like, what's up, man? What can we do? Let's pull up. <laughs> Let's figure this out, man. Like, I, I now I, you trying to befriend the alien? Hell yeah, I'm coming in peace. I'm cool. Like, dude, like I'm an alien, my damn self. <laughs> I feel like it being, you know, black in America. Shit, I'm an alien too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Real talk. Think about it. We are. Think about it. Everybody's scared of us for no reason. I'm not, I don't You're not think going every, there? You're I not don't know. Okay. And, and I don't think everyone's scared of us for no reason. I think okay. there are a sector of people who may be afraid, who may, who, who may have fear. Well, the programming has programmed the world to fear us. Yeah. And we have zero power to be feared for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah another, we, we, that's another podcast. We don't even have a laser beam to even shoot you with, but they scared of us for whatever reason. It's the programming. It's programming. Which is why Julie Roberts character represented that sector of people. Yeah, I think her um, character definitely represented that sector. Yeah, people. and I love how they, and I also love how and when they she said, softened um, her. Oh God, what was the line where she said, um, oh. "No, no, it was the it was the daughter," and she said, "Well, isn't that the pot calling the kettle black?" Right. That was <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was in that the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, yeah, oh, that yeah. was crazy. And that was those good. two, and I love the the. The conflict between those two characters. Yes. Right. And it was off the rip too. What was the first thing she said that rubbed her the wrong way? The daughter said something in the kitchen when they first got there. Well, it happened at the front door. <laughs> when the daughter pulled up, it was like, yeah, this is our house. Yeah. And it should be fine because this is his house. Right. Yeah. Let, let, let me be clear. Right. Because <laughs> he owns this. Place. Right. Let's stop playing. <laughs> yeah. And then we got inside the house and they're, and they're like, he goes and opened up the liquor cabinet. They couldn't get in before. Yeah. And Ethan was like, no, he had to keep the liquor cabinet. And yeah. Julia Roberts was like, so what does that so mean? So what does that mean? That doesn't he, mean anything. He could have been the... the, the he he could have been the house helper. The house help. Right. The house help. And that tuxedo he pulled up in, yeah. I mean, the tuxedo that he had on was $5,000 a minimal. For sure. It was cold. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was crazy. And, and where, that, where did he say he was at? The symphony or something? At, yeah, he was at the ballet or the symphony. Yeah. Something. I mean, that house was $10 million. Oh, off the rip. Off the rip. Off the rip. The it house was, was beautiful. It was almost chain. And I, I love the house. It was it was set up so beautifully. And, it was and nice. I think that's something that's going to pull you guys in as an audience mm -hmm. when you go watch this film. I mean, the ship scene definitely, like, solidifies. Okay, I'm watching the rest of this movie. But from the very opening scene, you just see how well it's shot. It's so clean. It's so crisp. It's it's colorful. You can tell, like, the cameras are really, really good. The directing, the shots pull you in. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a nice watch. It is a nice watch. And I, it's I, a I'm, nice watch. I'm not mad that I, that I it's, a, it's a runtime of 141 minutes, so it's definitely a little Definitely over two hours. But you won't feel it. That's no. how you, that's another way you can tell if it's a nice watch. Now, if you sit there for two, over two hours and you feel like, man, I, I could watch something else. Yes. Or you sit there like Terry and I, we talked for like two hours afterwards. Like, wow, what was that about? Oh, you guys watched it together. Well, she was in the kitchen doing stuff. And of course, I'm just like all in. And she's yeah. like, like, this is crazy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah this is it's really one of those things you, you don't want to take your eyes right. off of. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how she watched. Rust. She started watching Rustin like that with me, too. And was like. Dude, this is good as anything. Yeah, I said, good. yeah, this is crazy. So eventually, if it can pull you away from what you're doing and you can sit there for 141 minutes and not miss that time, that is a signified nice, nice 
watch. Signified. It's a certified, certified nice watch. So make sure as you go into the weekend this week, you pull up that Netflix app. You know, Netflix needs to start paying us over here because we send a lot of pe- people to Netflix. Pull up that Netflix app and watch Leave the World Behind. Very nice watch. Something else I'm watching. What? So you guys are going to laugh at me a little bit probably because I'm but I'm more of a nerd. Um, many people may not know that. <laughs> but um, you watch The Big Bang Theory, right? You've seen it before? Mm-hmm. Most black people Ashton Kutcher, don't you know watch him, yeah. it. No, it's not Ashton Kutcher. What was he? He was the 70s show. That 70s show. Yeah, they were all kind of the same for me. Girl, be so confident. Be wrong. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. The 70s. Yeah, but, uh, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah. No, show, Big, Bang Theory, Big Bang Theory, Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. Look like Pee Wee to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Jim Parsons for one is a phenomenal. Shout out to you, Jim Parsons. Phenomenal, phenomenal actor. He is an, part of an ensemble cast called The Big Bang Theory, and there's a spinoff show. I really don't know which came first, probably Big Bang Theory, but there's a spinoff show, Young Sheldon, which is basically about Jim Parsons' character from Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. Big Bang came first, I think. Then Big because Big it, Bang ended right. Well, how many seasons? Yeah, yeah ten. They like ten or twelve seasons of that yeah, show. A lot. So it's it's a show that a lot of people of color don't really watch. Because it's not, I don't know why, but I do. I love it. And every time I'm on the plane, that's what I watch is the Big Bang Theory. So anyway, Young Sheldon is now on Netflix. And Young Sheldon is based around Jim Parsons' character in Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. Theory. So it's him growing up. It's him right. as a child. Explaining all his in- Explaining his all his idiosyncrasies and his mannerisms right. and how he's just like this nerd. Right. Like he's this science nerd who's always been attracted to science and facts and just so anyway it's a really good cast it's very funny if you like dry humor and intelligent comedy young sheldon is really really well, good just just like in the movie uh that we're talking about today uh leave the world behind the, the little daughter was obsessed with seeing the last episode of friends yeah so if you enjoy friends you enjoy big bang theory you will enjoy young sheldon you will enjoy the 70s show you'll enjoy uh pretty much all those seinfeld uh, seinfeld, seinfeld yeah. Was, yeah. well i would say big bang theory i wouldn't put in the same category as friends you don't all. think no, Big Bang Theory is it's it's very nerdy. Right, it's a lot of words that are right. not common. Um, it I would yeah I wouldn't put them in the same vein. Okay, I give you that. So I would put but in Friends would be what Cheers. Yeah, I would put Friends and Cheers. And I feel like Cheers wasn't even Cheers to me was a, like pretty much a white show, but it didn't feel white because of the what the, the where it was at. It was at a bar. Everybody can relate to the stuff. Everything that happens yeah. in a white bar usually happens in a black bar. Or yeah. It's the same stuff. We drinking, we talking, chill. Yeah. It's, you got people that's regulars. You got people that's coming yeah, in. Yeah, Cheers was really good. Cheers was really good. That's one of the best shows oh, ever. Oh, back to Friends, though. Another thing that was eerie about Leave the World Behind was, yes, the daughter was obsessed with Friends. And I'm just like me, the conspiracy. I'm like, well, Matthew Perry just passed away. Ugh. I'm like, what a coincidence. Like, right. Friends is a highlight of this film. And then, like, Matthew Perry just, and then all the, the, the Instagram post that Matthew Perry left right. that posted right before his passing. I'm just like, does this mean something? It's right. all interconnected. Um, I don't know. But, it's a lot there, man. It's a lot to unpack. And I definitely think I want you to watch an episode of the big bang theory. And I want you to watch young Sheldon just to see what your thoughts are to see if you I watched big bang theory a couple of times. You I didn't like I, it. I, no, I didn't say I, I, oh, okay. I enjoyed it. It wasn't, it wasn't um nothing. I, it wasn't. Yeah. Like I said, I watched a couple episodes of big bang 70. I watched all those shows at some point. Just enough. I never like I could. I can't say. Oh, I watched all the seasons. Yeah. Um, Young Sheldon. I never seen. So Young Sheldon. I always saw the promo for it, but I didn't know. I didn't know what it right. was. But it just recently came on Netflix. Right. So um, I was like, you know, let me. I'm like, is this Sheldon from Big Bang Theory? Sheldon. So I clicked on it and I started watching. I'm like, three seasons in now, and it's so good. I love it. It's just again, I like that type of. I like that dry humor. I like that intelligent humor. I mm-hmm. like jokes that make you think. Um, and it's super relatable. 
to my childhood, really, because mm-hmm. I, I was like a little nerd and mm-hmm. I was like always had the Egyptian um, kits where you can build pyramids and like science projects. Like I love that kind of stuff. And right. there's an inner child in me that still loves all that stuff. So I, I really liked it. If you guys are interested, go ahead and go to Young Sheldon on Netflix. See what that's hitting on. <laughs> yeah. And, and and just what I'm watching, too, just to give you a, uh, just something to tidbit on. If you want you fit, if you finish Leave the World Behind Young Sheldon, you also have a. Uh, Another series on Netflix that was pretty good, Obliterated. Obliterated. What was that about? It's basically Hangover meets like a uh, uh, Hangover meets Expendables. Oh, I'm putting that on my watch list. Obliterated. Obliterated. Obliterated on Netflix. We're putting that on our nice watch list. An elite team of uh, counter terrorist experts. Okay. Stop a nuclear bomb, or so they thought. Okay. So they thought they stopped the nuclear bomb. They were in Vegas when they stopped it. So they were like, man, we just saved the world. Don't nobody know. Let's just go get shit-faced and go. Okay. And they went and got, they had a big party, got shit-faced. And halfway through the party, they bosses from CIA and the government called like, yo, the bomb is still in play. So now they had to go and track the bomb down and everybody's high on drugs and alcohol and everything. <laughs> and so the whole series is them trying to save the world high. Well, high and, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Not they're responsible for our fate. Yeah, no, it was, it was hilarious. It was so much funny stuff. So it's in a there. comedy. Yes. Yeah, a comedy. It's a comedy. Well, yeah. You said hangover meets. Yeah. Hangover yeah. meets expendables. Okay. And, and it's Same a, filmmakers. Yeah. Is it what? Same filmmakers of hangover. No, no, no. I don't oh, think so. It's, okay. it's, 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 a, it's a whole other group of filmmakers, but it is is actually where it's cinematography. The budget was obviously there. I mean, clearly. Yeah, projects, I'm convinced that projects that have the budget. It's going to win every like time. It's gonna, you have the opportunity and resources to play, and you have the opportunity and resources to um, have the right, right resources available for the set, for the world, for the design, for the wardrobe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. I hate when you watch something and it's supposed to be a, 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 a time piece, a period piece, and the wardrobe doesn't quite hit. And it's like, ah, uh, that may have been a budget thing or it could have been you hired the warm, wrong wardrobe team. But yeah. nine times out of ten, it's a budget it's thing. like 9.8 times out of yeah, 10. Yeah, it's, it's a, a budget, budget thing. thing. And it's like, ah, uh, this would have been good if the if the wardrobe matched the time. Right. Or the hair styles matched the time. It's like, I hate when I watch something and I'm like, now that hairstyle was not 90s. She would have not had that hairstyle back in the 90s. Nope. And and that's just the homework that you have to do as a as a director and a producer and yeah. all the people above the line. That's their that's what they're responsible for. Actors can't be responsible for that. All we do is show up and we, we put on what you give us. Yes. And we walk into the sets that you build. So if all of that is happening, it does not look right. Do not blame the actors, guys. <laughs> it is all of the producers. The producers. Listen, guys, I want to know. I want to hear from you more. So in the comments, I want us, I want you to tell us what have you all been learning about film and television since you've been watching Night, Nice Watch Pod? Have you been learning anything? Has something um, struck up a nerve in you? Have you got the bite to maybe act or direct or produce or write? I want to know in the comments. We're going to read the comments tonight after this episode drops. So as you go into the weekend and you're watching these shows that we're talking about, go ahead and come back to the comment section in the comment box and leave us a comment. Let us know what your thoughts are on the show and what have you been learning since watching us on the Social Proof Network. And let us know if you disagree with any of our nice watches as well. Oh, yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Keep it real. We we, we keep it 100 over here, dog. 
keep it 100. That's what we do. So we can't get better or it's your opinion as well. We understand it's art. It's yeah. art and art is subjective. So And shameless plug, Karan has a new show out, the new season of his show, Black Hamptons, woo, 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 woo. is out right now. So if you have not watched the Black Hamptons on BET+, BET Plus, yes, make sure sir. you get that BET Plus app and support Karan Joseph Riley as the second season of his show, yeah, man. Black Hamptons, just launched. Yep. How many episodes is it? It's the third one started at uh, Plays Today, Thursday. And plays every Thursday at, uh, I think, 9 p.m. Okay, so a new episode drops every Thursday. Every but Thursday. you can binge watch the series if you haven't caught yeah, up check on the BET+. Check your first season and you'll be all good. App, yes. You would just see what us Britons are up to. The Britons, yes. I love it. I, will, I love watching you guys' promo. Whoever does a promo does a really good job. The marketing's yeah, really good. Trey and them are doing their thing, man. I just give a shout out to Trey Haley and Indy Brown. Shout and out Carl to Trey Weber. Haley. Yep, man. Another Carl Weber. Of, yeah, another group of us. Uh, Indy Brown is a sister that kill is killing in the game. She's a sorority sister, and they all are basically from that HBCU realm of world. Nice. And they've all come together, and they're creating a bunch of magical things for a lot of people to work and act. And so shout out to you guys, Trey Destin, Carl Weber, Indy. Love you guys. Thank you for the opportunity. That's what that is. Nice watch. Yeah. Black Hamptons, a nice watch. Leave the world behind. It is to me, it's the watch of the week. Yeah. I'm going to actually watch it again tonight because now I want to watch I might, it. I, I got to go watch it again now. Yeah. You got to, it's it's one of those films you have to just watch over and over because it's like, it's, it's so like much. the book of Eli. I just will, oh ran- I will randomly watch the book of Eli yeah. just er- once every blue moon because you catch something else. And the older you get and more mature you get, you catch something that you weren't um, developed enough before to even understand. I always say that, man. This is one of those films. Information hits you at different times in your development and depending on your perception or your reality at that time. Yeah. That information may or may not resonate with you at that yep. time. That's why it's like. If you, like you and I over the years, like how many opinions of, that we've had that we share with each other based on life? Yeah, and they've that, changed over the years. What? Yeah, Something exactly. that we talked about last year <laughs> may not even really affect us the yeah, same like, this year. like, I don't even see it that way no more. I'm yeah. like, EJ, you're right. You was right. Or, Karan, or, or hey, EJ, neither one of us is right. Neither one of us is right. Know, yeah, right. And, and that's what, and that's what, that, I can think that's the word of the day. Yeah. Stay open. Stay living. And, no. and and just be ready to see what the life is going to give you because your perception is going to create It changes. Absolutely. Let me actually read this. I saw someone put this on Instagram the other day, and it's it's really how I already think. But you know how, like, you may think something you, and you don't necessarily know how to articulate it, but mm-hmm. you know what you know, but then you see it written and you're like, ah, that's ah, exactly. That's it. it says, you stop explaining yourself when you realize people only understand from their level of perception. Mm-hmm. I know. I and I used to be so gung ho about over explaining myself to make you get it, and it's like some stuff other people are just not gonna get because it's not up. It, their level of perception is not even there yet. Their level of self development isn't there yet. Their eye isn't there yet. The way they receive information isn't there yet. So now you're wasting your good vocal cords explaining oh, something yeah. that they weren't. They're not even meant to understand yet. Absolutely, I always say proper communication happens when the filter. And the receiver or the or the or the, the the giver of information and the person you're giving it to, their filter's clean enough to receive it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I I could tell you the sky is blue, but if in your filter you you you, you have this belief that it's not, yeah. I believe no matter if you go out there and look at it. It doesn't matter what you it tell doesn't me. It doesn't matter. So yeah. yeah, like you said, don't waste your time explaining yourself to people, like you said, that that are just not there yet. And it's not a problem that they're not there yet. 
um, have grace for them. Yeah, that's another thing too. Another lesson I learned this year is it's not a problem that they're not there yet. No, it's just, and it doesn't even it doesn't make you better or smarter or anything that no. they're there. Where everyone's on a different everybody's part of the journey. And I think once you start understanding that in life, you'll start looking at movies different. You'll start having conversations different. You'll start receiving information different. You'll start being at peace with how things just are. Yep, you'll stop squeezing the soap. Yeah, that's I, so good. But what I do soap. know for sure is that what we talked about today was a nice watch. Leave the World Behind is a certified nice watch. Banger. Yes, make sure you get into it this weekend. Um, tune in BET Plus to the Black Hamptons. Yep. And um, you know, I think next week we'll bring a guest on. I think Karan and I will bring one of our actor friends on next week just so you guys can hear from another actor. And we'll talk about something cool next week. We'll bring on one of our friends. Yeah. And since we're in the holiday, we may even talk about a Christmas movie or something. Yeah, let's do a Christmas movie next yeah. week. You know, Eddie um, Murphy did his first one ever. Oh yes, Candy Cane Lane. Candy Cane Lane on Amazon Prime, so we can check that out. And then so make sure, so you guys watch it with us. So watch Candy Cane Lane as well this weekend. Yeah. We'll discuss it next Let's week. Let's make next week interactive. Yes, and we'll bring on and a we'll guest. We'll bring a guest. Uh, maybe we'll call Tequila or one of our somebody. friends. Yeah, somebody. We bring somebody. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That can break up the monotony. Might surprise. Might surprise you guys. Might some of our you. actor friends. Yeah. Um, next week, but this has been another phenomenal episode of Nice Watch. Make sure you tune in to Leave the World Behind on Netflix. Phenomenal film. Amazing cinematography. Amazing directing shot and acting and we'll see you back next week on another episode of nice Nice Watch. watch